The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. I keep getting so sucked into this song, you guys. I don't know how to end. It ends, and I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting here listening, bopping, bopping over there, listening. So, hey, it's the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Molly Herman. Howdy, howdy. While Shanson is out doing uh, things in the world that uh, are fun for her. Um, Guess what time it is? Time for top two in hour two. Give me the old one. Okay, this is the time of the show that we talk about a couple things that we are so excited about, we love, we're obsessed with, they're in our mind, we can't stop talking, so that's what we're going to talk about. Why don't you go first, Miles? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because we're coming up on picnic weather. Picnic? Picnic? Picnic. 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 Uh... I just had a patio lunch, a lovely patio lunch at, at Wiseacre Eatery. Did you? And their deli and market, it just continues to impress me. Yeah. Um, they have all the stuff that you would need, even if it's a last minute picnic kind of thing. So they have a deli with like chicken salad and antipasto salad and um, all kinds of beet hummus, all kinds of good stuff and things that you can take to heat up at home too. Um, they've got Bakersfield bread there in their market. They've got crackers. They've got gluten-free crackers. They've got vegetables. I mean, it's just, you can get some sodas, you can get some chilled wine, um, and just take it to a park. That's a great idea. And have a picnic. Do they have soft serve ice cream still? They I used don't to, know. Because it used to be an ice cream shop. Yes. And then they saved, like, I remember them having saved the maker, the, the soft serve maker. Right. And they had a little window that you could go up to get yeah, soft serve. And I just don't know if they're still doing that. I mean, I'm happy if you they know, are. I'm not the dessert person. So I, but, I, like, soft serve isn't dessert. 
Sasha what if it's like was it that in the dairy group like uh you know like your milk is that what you're counting it as yes okay it's just you know it's just actually a food medium <laughs> <laughs> i just don't usually I, get I, it if there was a soft serve machine i might have that for breakfast i do not house. know i honestly have no intel on that uh-huh maybe somebody that knows why intimately can give us a little ping and let us know right so that's my that's my my first top one Okay, I'm desperately trying to find you this because it's not on their actual website, but I have to tell you, you guys, I have just, I found out last night that Dots Homestyle Pretzels, our favorite, you know, North Dakota seasoned little twists that, by the way, the rest of the country is just gaga it is over. A cult following. Oh, yeah. It is and crazy. they're all like, the, the rest of the country is like, they've discovered this amazing thing. And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, we got this. We've yeah. had this for a while. Um, I got it, and Dara did a great story about Dot in the magazine a while ago. Um, there are now Dot's baked cheesy poofs, basically Cheetos. I can't call them Cheetos because they're not Cheetos, but you just did. But I just did, and I'm telling you, I had them last night, and I am over the moon for so these cheese curls. They're called cheese curls. What's different about them? They're just Cheetos. They're just Dot's Cheetos, so they're Cheetos. Like the cheesy little curls. Right, but like Dot's pretzels have the little spice thing. And they have the seasoning. And it it has the same seasoning. It has the same seasoning. So that's what makes them different. That's what makes them different and amazing. Small town recipe, big time flavor, baked cheese curls. And so it's like you get the cheesiness of the like and the little crunch, but then there's also that little like spicy kick on the back. Yeah. It's delicious and it's very dangerous. I'm very, very worried about the fact that I now know about Dot's crunchy cheese curls. So are they everywhere now? I don't know. I just saw it at Hy-Vee. It looks like Hy-Vee has it. Okay. It was at, at Cub. I found it on Instacart, but it's not on Dot's website, which is so weird. I feel like that's going to be big with the teenage boy set. Oh, well, or the 50-year-old woman set, I guess. Because <laughs> that's where I'm feeling about this. Same Honestly, so it was put on. This is also the thing. Like It was put on. We I had my bookless book club last night. Yeah. And we had the best, yeah, I know. And then we had the best cheese board that uh, Suzette made. And it was like, there's like a little bit of bacon. There is some lovely, you know, Triscuits and some dips and some vegetables. There's some cucumbers and then a huge pile of dots, cheese curls. And I was like, this is the cheese that's board of my dreams. <laughs> I'm in. I'm 100% in for this. I love it. Okay. So, so that's, that's your dinner for the next week. Is yeah. What you're saying is a cheese board with the a cheese board with Cheetos. Cheetos. But locally made cheese Cheetos. Curls. Sort of region curls, regionally made Cheetos. Uh, okay, what's your second one? Okay, my second one is uh, one of the upcoming vendors in Malcolm Yards Market. Okay, market at Malcolm Yards. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Advelum Vegetable Eatery. They're having a pop up. Hang on, let me get the the date right here. I just had it. Where'd it go? Oh, it's like the 18th or 16th or something no, like that. It is no? the 16th. Yes, okay. and it's going to be a, a pop up at Woodfire uh, at East Side. So okay. East Side Restaurant, so right downtown Minneapolis. Tickets on... are still available. Um, and it's sort of all day from like 11 a.m. to 3. So is it a pop in and Sunday. get or do you have to order or how is it going to go? I believe it's sit down. Oh, it's like, OK, you're going to go in and hang out. Yes, you're going to okay. go in and hang out. It has a pretty extensive menu and it covers. So Tell us what Ad Vellum is, though. So Ad Vellum, Mike Shaughnessy is the chef. Um, he used to be the executive chef at Young Joni and then at um, Mill City. No, not Mill City. I'm getting that wrong. Anyway, he is uh, an acclaimed chef around town. He's opening this uh, Ad Vellum Vegetable Eatery with his wife, and it is all plant-based foods. 
Um, oh, it, it is. It is all plant-based foods, and they have some uh, gluten-free options as well okay. for those of us that, are, that pay attention to that stuff. So vegan, vegetarian, um, lots of really fun offerings. And he's just, you know, he's a very talented guy. So and I'm excited he, to see and eat his food. Is he more going to be vegetables than a plant-based situation? You know what I mean? Like when I see your vegetables, you know, or vegetarian, I see one thing. When when I think when we're saying plant-based, we're starting to think of like those Things that are pretending like to meat, be meat, the meat, the no. seitan and all that stuff. No. So he has a, a mix of like, there's, you know, this sort of zhuzhed up avocado toast. There's like a great beet salad. Yeah. Um, Brussels sprouts. There is a wild boomer, bur- uh, wild boomer burger. There's Benjamin bacon, which is, um, oh, that he does have some meat. So it is pork belly yeah, on that's there, a but, ba- it's, but it's with, um, you know, mung bean pancakes and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, so just a lot of more vegetable offerings as your main meal. Yeah. Not necessarily plant-based meat substitutes. Okay. Does okay. That makes sense? That does make sense. So there are tickets still available. 16th at Eastside, uh, 11 to 3. $35 gets you one, two, three courses. Okay. Um, I will tell you that I'm more for... I'm, I'm very much excited about the idea that there's more vegetable forward food being made agree in terms of how this goes with the trending of the meat and the plant space and everything else for me i would rather see no so you heard the news about 11 madison park which yes. is you know the very big thing about you know daniel hum opening up and not doing um not having meat on his menu i think mm-hmm. he said he's not going to have meat products um and that was another kind of you know, thing where a lot of people went a little crazy about the performative nature of that. And is it real? And what's the, you know, what's the impact? But I, I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing small movements and we're seeing, and what happens with that is acceptance and understanding and then advocating. And then all of a sudden we have more people wanting things like that. And so that's, I, I mean, I get that. And that's, a, but for me, I'm very excited to have high end chefs who are treating vegetables in yeah. those ways. Like, To say, you know, I don't necessarily, in my mind, it's not appealing to me as a meat eater to have something formed like meat. It's more appealing to me as a meat eater to give up my meat if there's a beautiful vegetable And to have vegetables prepared in different ways, right? Things that you're not going to be able to do at home. And I think that's what uh, Michael excels at. So Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I'm excited to see with him is because he does have those skills. Mill Valley, that's where he was. I kept saying Mill City because it was... (laughs) Well, there's a lot of milling going on around here. There's plenty of milling. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. It's only Saturday morning. It's fine. Hey, I wanted to shout out. uh, I wanted to give a shout out to, um, I just forgot what I was going to shout out now. Oh my God. My head is not on straight. Uh, Indeed Brewing's Quincy Corner. Have you guys, did we talk about this before? I don't think we have. Maybe we have. At Indeed Brewing, they have a little corner store in their area and they have, maybe I have talked about this. I feel like I have. Anyway. Part of the, my problem is that I write things I and then I speak yet, things. So why don't you just tell me? Okay, I'll tell you, Malls. Okay, thanks. Um, so I love the fact that like Quincy Street, by the way, is becoming a very awesome destination. Yes, it is. Animales roots it on one side. Indeed roots it on the other end. In the middle, we have Centro Tacos. We have Vivere, the market. We're about to get Earl Giles. I know, I'm excited for that. I mean, that is going to be dead sexy. And, you know, as we're working through, I think there's some great, there's some antique shops, there's some design things, there's a kickboxing thing, you know, all these great, this great cobblestone street. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the fact that 
that uh, they put, basically they've put this great little um, market, you know, and it used to be a window that they started with so that you could grab your beers and everything else and go um, without touch. But this one is now, it's basically they've amped it up and you can go in there and you can pick up beer, fresh beer, obviously, but then you can, they've also got hard kombucha. Mm -hmm. I meant to bring you that hard kombucha. I know it's a that basil blueberry you. hard kombucha. Yeah, you've been promising that for a while. I, I think know. it's going. Somebody drank one of them, but I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and then they've got you know, but then you can also pick up uh, like Broder's frozen lasagna, and you can pick up some oh, wow. amazing some Nixta, you know, tor- tor- yeah, tortillas. Uh, tortillas and some you know some great foods that are that are you know chef made. They had pizza Lola frozen pizzas for a while. Oh, that's awesome! So there you can pick up your pizza, you can get your beer, and then they've added from Death uh, by Disco or Disco Death uh, Record Store. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, today you guys, but Bubbles. they are in there and they have these whole record album like perusing. Like go ahead and find your vinyl and then grab your fun stuff. So it's kind of like a little. It's local, a bodega. Yeah. It's like a quarter store in Bodega. I love it. Very cool. There we're going. Now we're done. Okay, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Hornitos. I hate it when people talk about working with the real estate agent you can trust. Of course you should work with someone you can trust. The issue is, how do you find those people? And you find them by talking to friends and coworkers and hearing about their experiences. I decided to work with Carrie and Sue from Lakes Area Realty because I knew Carrie Augst is a super hard worker and a straight shooter. I knew Sue Durfee as a super agent with tons of experience in the market. And I liked that they had a large network of people to call on when we needed to get our house staged and cleaned and painted. They had people that could help us get all of these things accomplished, and we were all on the same page about what needed to get done to maximize what I could make on my home sale. I used Carrie and Sue Stager, and she took videos of every room in my house with helpful suggestions of ways to prepare my home for a sale. Many buyers and sellers are getting multiple offers, and Carrie and Sue have experience in getting the deal done without necessarily just being the highest offer. Call Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee and ask for the Weekly Dish Hot Dish special offer only for Weekly Dish listeners. Connect with them at CarrieAndSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Um, you know, it is Mother's Day. And I know there's something about it. There is something about it. Can I can I ask you? We're going to talk a little bit about some mom foods and mom traditions. But I want to know from you, like, what yeah. is your... What is your, as a mom, what mm-hmm. is your preferred Mother's Day sort of schedule, situation? I, what do you it's like sort of to my, my open pass to eat out as much as possible. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, because, I mean, I do a lot of cooking at home. Right, you are sort of the home cook of yeah, all time. So, it's sort of, yeah, like I'm going out tonight, I'm hitting up Petit Leon with, uh, my girls, Janine and Karen, and Janine's mom, I get to go there for the first time. And then tomorrow night, uh, we have reservations at Muchi's Trattoria. Oh, you do? Yeah. Fun. So, do you, are you, so are you brunchy at all? last night. You what? I went to Bullshorn last night. So yeah, on the patio. with the fam. And, with or, AJ. With yeah. AJ. So, yeah, it's like, how many times can I eat out in a week? Okay, and, I like this. I like this. And yeah. you don't have a brunch situation? You don't, are you not, not a brunch brunchy? situation. Sometimes we do, but I... I just wasn't feeling it this time. I mean, I, I like a leisurely morning, too. I'm not going to lie. This is my thing. This is everyone on... I'm sure the dishers all know this because I am so, like... 
Why does mom have to have brunch? It feels like you guys want to get over with us. Like you want to get done and move on with your day. Right. That's why you give us brunch. <laughs> That's the feeling I have. Also, I don't want to eat breakfast in my bed. I never wanted to eat breakfast in my bed. I don't want any part of that. That just devalues Crumbs. the food. So up on your sheets. I know. It's like, and yeah. then you're like awkward. You haven't brushed your teeth. And I don't know. You're right? just, no. Maybe so. I'll have AJ. Um, Cause I usually make waffles. He, he loves my gluten-free waffles. Um, maybe I'll have him make them so that, you know, he's made them a couple of times, but it just sort of cements the making the homemade waffles thing yeah. in his head. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing? Um, I mean, I don't know. And that's the other thing is like for those of us who are planners versus people who are right. not like, are you supposed to wait to be surprised on your mother's day? Or are you supposed to like plan the things in your mind? Uh, I made my own reservations. I, I was going to say women of action tend to be women of action. I'm an but also what the thing is, is like you and I know how fast the reservations go. Yeah. And this is also thinking a thing. about it. They're like, oh, I can call on like Thursday before Mother's yeah. Day. No, it's all. No. They're all going to be gone. They're going to be gone, especially because we are still at capacity limits. So there's yeah. just not as many chairs exactly. as normally out there. Exactly. And if you were thinking about ordering a Mother's Day takeout kit, most of those are gone, too. But I will say you can still get a lot of great pickup. You can still go to Wiseacre right, like uh, what you said. Eatery Deli and do a picnic. Your mom would love a picnic. Or I was going to tell you that at Grocer's Table, too, in Wyzetta, if you're on this side of town, yep. you absolutely can pop in and grab a bunch of you know things to go and then go hit the lake. Or, or the food building, Kieran's Kitchen. Like yep. You can get a whole bunch Same. of stuff there. Yeah. yeah. So there's still Moms a lot of places. picnics if the weather holds. Yeah, I think That's it could idea. be. I'm, I'm in, by the way, my weather report is like really do like this cool weather i am in for the 50s we didn't start with weather today i think that's a first i know it was i got all caught up in the song and everything else i didn't start with my weather but i do love it and i am gonna have to go mow the lawn at my new house (laughs) (laughs) you're not even moved in but you have to go mow the lawn i have have two lawns now so that's gonna be great for a while i think you have a a teenage son that still lives everyone says that that. and i'm like yeah okay in theory to have to get someone anyway that's not gonna do this right now right is lawn I'm going to make him mow the old house because it's bigger and more and longer. And then I'll just go do the new one. Okay, that's fair. I think so. Um, So for all the bombs who are out there, there's I wanted I put I want to talk about this question because I think it's kind of magical. The idea that, you know, what is it that uh, this is on the Facebook? If you guys want to log in, there's a lot of great comments. I love them Um, about what is the dish that you fully associate with your mom? Um, What's her specialty? What she asked for? Um, you know, and that kind of thing. Or what do you think your kids will associate with you? And I think that that's also interesting because mm. I was trying to think of like what my kids would associate with me. I know that there's certain things like my chili, right? Like right. they, they call and ask me how to make my chili. And so that's a thing I know, but I mean, I wouldn't say like, I'm not the chili mom, you know, it's kind of, well, and some of it is just the, the nostalgia of when they eat it too. Right. Like if it's, if it's something that you make every Christmas Eve, right? Like yeah. that's, and we don't have feeling them. Right. And we don't, I guess, you know what? I would say that, yeah, here's the weird part. Like for sure there's like this, the donut bread pudding, you know, that gets made on Christmas yep. day morning. Um, but I don't love it. Like, that's not a thing that I make for, would want to eat. I don't make it for me. I make it for them. Right. But even then, it's sort of like, is there a thing I'm wondering for you guys? Is there a thing where you're like, oh, yeah, they love this and I make it, but I don't want to make it I just anymore. texted Keith and AJ to see what they say. Yeah. We'll see if they're, if they're even listening. If you guys want to call in, 651-641-1071, if you want to tell us what your feelings are on this, we've got, uh, we've got room and we've got time because we're going to talk a little bit more about some mom stuff. But I do want to tell you, there are so many things on this page, on this Facebook 
dip in because I really love the fact that, you know, people are saying there's so like, uh, you know, there's so many things, but no one can knock it out. Knock out a good Sunday dinner like my mom. That's complete with both pork roast and beef roast, mashed potatoes, gravy, dill, butter, carrots, scallops, and corn rolls. I mean, wow. That is a mom legacy yeah. to live up to, is what I'm saying. Elizabeth Reitz gets a shout out. Oh, where? Bernie's carbonara is something that her boys would always ask for. Oh, yeah, from <laughs> Shannon. She says that. Yeah, gosh, no kidding. Sonia says, my mom makes oatmeal marble bars that we all love. It's a recipe for my grandmother, and I make them, too. There's a lot of that. Is there anything that was passed down to you from your mom? Mm. Well, we eat so differently than the way I grew up. You were a southern girl transplanted across yeah. the country to the north. This is truly different. And now different. gluten-free. But one of the things that she used to make, you know, like Texas bars and fried chicken. And, yeah. you know, there's lots of things. But I just don't make them anymore because we don't necessarily eat that way. But what about you? What about pound cake? Oh, yeah, almost pound cake. Almost pound cake is 100% the thing that I would say that she made, and we all love it. And, I mean, it got to the point where, you know, she sent it to me in college, and people would be like, I heard there's a package for you. Is it, do you think it's the pound cake? And I was like, (laughs) in the mailroom? Did anybody sniff it? Stay away, you know? Back up. Yeah, and I was, I mean, like, that pound cake for me is so... Perfect. And, and, and then I've made it and now I make it and I give it away to people yeah. and it just makes me happy. It makes that me is something happy. I associate with my grandmother, my mom's mom, Granny O, had a sour cream pound cake that yeah. was amazing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of people have those pound cakes and stuff. Um, but I mean, also, there's things that are funny to me, like the fact that, uh, oh, we're going to take a quick break because the bread is kind of wrapping up. But I have some funny, I have a good story and we'll continue with the mom talk okay. and the food talk. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Hornitos. Hello, Weekly Disher. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka salmon share. Share. Type Sitka Salmon Shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka S I T K A Salmon Shares.com backslash weekly dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Um, so we've been talking about Mother's Day and we've been talking about um, kind of foods that you cooked or foods that. Your mom cooked yeah, and everything else one during break. And what? I thought of another one during break. Oh, what do you got? Believe. My mom always made these like sour cream biscuits. Sour cream was evidently a very big thing in my Apparently, family. Right. Um, but that's a, that's, that tracks yeah. with the generation. Yeah. And she would always, I mean, we always loved them. And it was one of the things that when I got married, like Keith always requested them when she would visit. 
Um, she just hasn't made them in a while, so I kind of forgot about it. But yeah, I always associate these with her. Yeah, Christmas, my mom always makes pierogies, and then mm. she brings those to me, and I eat all of them. Before. What does she fill her pierogies with? We have a little ham and onion situation. Okay. Or a little bacon and onion. Yeah. That's all it is. And it's so simple, but there's something sweet about the dough, like a little bit. There's a okay. teeny tiny sweetness in the dough, and I've never made them. I've like Most of the things that she's made, I've learned how to make and I've never made pierogi and I don't know why pierogin as we say and I've never made them and I I have to get on that yeah because I could eat those little dough pockets you've been doing your dumplings and I know all that kind of stuff yeah I haven't done that yeah I have been on a dumpling kick eating a lot of dumplings right (laughs) and that's all good I've just been eating a lot I've been eating a lot of things (laughs) I mean I'm not walking as much as I should but anyway um so That's the thing is like, I think there are things that I, you know, what's funny is so Jakey, who is obviously leaving to go to college, you know, yeah, so fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Um, He, so when the other kids graduated from college and got their first like apartments and houses, Mm -hmm. I gave them all little cookbooks that I created. We've talked about this before in the dish and, um, and you know, I've made the cookbook. I printed it with all the family recipes and stuff like that in it. Awesome gift. Yeah. And he was like, where's, am I going to get mine now? And I'm like, well, no, because you're going to, you're going to be in a dorm. You're not cooking. Right. You know, and he's already well, worried. Dorms are different nowadays. Well, they there's like a kitchenette yeah. in the dorm, but not like in his room or anything. Okay. So, and I mean, eventually he might move into a house, you know, on campus because that happens. Right. But it's interesting to me because I I was like, what would you want in it? And it's totally different from what the others I had put in the others. Like there are things like he's like, is that going to go into my book? And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Whatever. Interesting. I know. And I thought about all of those things where it's like you have, I do think it is valuable to pass those on. And I don't think about the things that my mom has made that I have been passed on to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't think of them in the same way, but I do wish, and we don't have like a recipe box. I know a lot of people walk away with their mom's recipe box. Mm -hmm. And I think that's wonderful too. But well, everything's digital now. It's all so digital. It's, it's, I think it that's feels the thing. Different. It feels different. Like, okay, I'll just forward it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll just forward you my right? recipe. I know. But that's also less, how we share feeling. I do love the fact that like other people know how to make my mom's pound cake because mm-hmm. Hanson had it on her recipe on her you know page. Right. Her recipe page. So well, I think and that's, your what to cook for when is is nice. Yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. I am. I got hacked. By the way, I haven't well, talked about you? it. Well, I haven't really talked about it because I don't really know what to do about it. But it's um yeah somebody bro- broke into what to cook for when. I'm like the most like there's only like 1500 people following. You're not getting any major right. But they I can't. I can't, I can't access it right now. Oh. So I'm in the, I'm in the process of trying to jailbreak it. Okay. So well, good luck. Yeah. Thanks. So that's why I haven't posted the quinoa lasagna that everybody was at, that I talked about. Right. And then it kind of got walky. So, okay. Well, I'm I, working think, on it. I think your, your goal is, uh, pierogies from your mom. That's yeah. Your, pierogies that's next, from my mom. Next step. Okay. I'm in. I know she's sometimes she listens. She might be. Um, so, okay. There's a lot of other great things on here. Okay. Here's the other question that somebody sent me, by the way, they said, they said, you know, basically saying that they understand that I'm not a brunch person and that they feel like, you know, like that I feel maligned by it, but they said they think that people have been doing brunch for their moms because if they're going to cook a meal, if they have to take over cooking a meal, brunch is the least one, they're going to mess up. Like, eggs are so easy <laughs> and safer. toast. Yes. And I thought, this is a whole new perspective I didn't uh, think about. Yeah. About how if you're going to cook a meal for your mom, you know, who is the, normally the grand feastess, right. you know, then 
what do you like brunch is probably easiest well and like thinking about for you know father's day if your dad's the grill master you're probably not going to grill him something right so that makes it sense. is a weird that thing with, yeah with the father's day and how they get i that's yeah. also my rave always every year <laughs> right. that why do they get why do they get good smoky meats and right. i have to have meats and whiskey and we have yes brunch. and we have like simpy <laughs> eggs and freaking mimosas which are horrible <laughs> And I just can't stand them. Um, I do have a couple. We have a couple of things like, you know, if you are going to here's some effortless mains. I thought I thought if you are worried about cooking for your mom, yeah. here's some really easy things that I'm going to put. I hope it's going to put it up when I when I post it in a second. But like just doing a little baked salmon and zucchini herb salad. I thought about mm-hmm. that. It's light. It's delicious. It's not. You're probably not going to ruin that fish if you bake it. You're just going to have a nice set thing and a nice fresh zucchini salad sounded really good to me. And I thought that, that was like you, you could have that in the out. morning if you want to get you want to get on with your day, leave mom alone. Well, and you can make a frittata that can be breakfast, lunch, or dinner or brunch, yeah. right? And yeah. you can make that a little more hearty, right? That's a good one. Um, I thought this was a nice one too. Pot, uh, just roasted chicken. Just do a roasted chicken, and this one has it with a strawberries and tarragon salad, which sounded really good to me. Roasted chicken's a skill everyone needs, and that's a skill, right? And that's not yeah. even hard. I mean, I would even say you could get the rotisserie chicken. If you needed to, you just know, make some science. just fake it. That's fine. Mom knows about that. She'll, she'll know, but she won't tell you she knows <laughs> just to be clear. Um, I know a couple of people who did some roasted pork the other day for Cinco mm-hmm. de Mayo. And that was like, you know, the idea of like, hey, I can start this in the morning and then I can bring it over in the evening and do just like a whole carnitas yeah. kind of thing and tostadas. Well, and a pork tenderloin is the easiest thing to cook. Oh, you can throw that on tenderloin. the grill and it doesn't take any time at all. No, that's a really well, I think pork tenderloin is so underused. Yeah. You know, that's a really good idea. And do like some sauteed spinach. And so what would you do? Would you marinate it first if you're going to do it on the grill? Or would you, you just, what would you do? You don't have to. I mean, just salt, pepper, and some oil. And then I would do a sauce, actually, because that makes it seem a little more special than just marinating the pork. Yeah. Um, but even, if, like, if you had a, if you have fig jam or, like, something like that, that you could put a little bit of soy and maybe a little touch of white wine in and just make it into, like, a sauce, that would yeah. be yummy. Okay, that would be really good. I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, there, uh, there was a... I'm just trying to click it and open it at the same time. Somebody was saying about how, uh, you know, just doing like a a shakshuka, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, but not, but like the idea of the shakshuka, which is, you know, a good skillet full of vegetables and sauce and everything else. And then breaking your eggs into it and fire roasted tomatoes. Yeah. And cooking it in, having the eggs cook in the mix. And like really good bread toasted, like buttered and toasted or grilled and you can dip it in there. Yeah. And that's like a one pan thing. You can put it out. You have it sitting on the table. P.S. You can eat eggs more than at breakfast. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're looking at for something a little bit lighter for a dinner. Like yeah. there's that's a great protein laden good breakfast. And I think Samay Wadi on his website, SameWadi.com, I believe, has a green shakshuka. Oh. That, you know, so if you don't want the tomato version, right. there's like a green vegetable herby situation. Yeah. And also our friend Zoe Francois at ZoeBakes.com. Um and I think there's a link on her Instagram page has uh, desserts for Mom's Day. Thing. Oh, she like, does. Yeah, links to some great desserts for some Mom's. great desserts. Okay, mm-hmm. what would be? Yeah, I, 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 I would one's want... a rhubarb tart. I'm sure. Oh, one is a rhubarb tart for sure. Mm-hmm. What about like a yeah, like a French toast crumble, if you will, or something like that. Um, um, and then here's the other thing: it's like if you are brunching and you do need something, but you want it to level up a little bit, don't just think about like omelets and egg bake. Just go frittata because yeah. frittata is. Easy. So easy, yo. 
What's your favorite? Can you give everyone the rundown of the best way to make the frittata? Because I know you do them. Uh, yeah. So I use a cast iron skillet. Yep. And I don't, you know, this is just my way. But anyway, a little bit of uh, olive oil, whatever vegetables you're putting in there that need, if they need sauteing, yeah. I do that. I do about eight to 10 eggs because I have a 10 inch skillet. Yep. Um, throw some cheese in there or you can wait and put cheese on the top. Put it in there and sort of get them started on the scramble until they start to set. And then I put, I finish it under the broiler. You do. Yeah. Now you could just put it all in a pan and bake it the whole thing. Yeah. I'm big more of that. I mean, I'm I'm definitely more of like the finishing it in the oven kind of a thing. Yeah. I, I start on the stovetop and then broiler and okay. it's ready super fast. Yeah. It's so easy, you guys. And like just it's a, and here's the thing. It's like it kind of is that clean out the fridge kind of meal. Like that's totally. I absolutely go. Oh, we have some asparagus left. We have some broccoli left. You Let's throw, throw some, some tomatoes. Quinoa in there. You oh, like whatever God, little so bits much quinoa. that you have left over. I cut up pasta. Yeah. The elk meatballs. I had these elk. My nephew gave me some ground elk. Mm-hmm. And so I made meatballs and I cut those up and I put in yeah. and. It's just like, it's a great, it's a great, you know. And if you, you know, you can even put like spoon tomato sauce over it if you're doing the meatball thing. Yeah. Parmesan and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So frittata. We're we're voting yes for frittata. That's for sure. And it can be served room temperature or hot. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about like your timing if it's a little bit off. True. It's a very forgiving dish. It is. And I think that, yeah, that's the thing is like, also you can keep coming back to it. Like for me, it's like you cut it, you... Take a slice, you go on your way, you do your mow your lawn, you come back, you want to have another slice. You can yeah. do that for sure. Um, so lots of those kind of things. And um, we have some great, um, I don't know, like if you're going to have a dessert as a Mother's Day dessert, is it a cake? Is it a pie? There's no like Mother's Day dessert. Like there's no like thing that you're supposed to do for. You and I are terrible about desserts, though. We're not. I like, know. We're not really sweet people. people but we're not, we're not sweet people. We're just not sweet. <laughs> I think it would be no. We're quite acidic. Actually, we're very <laughs> chewy and salty, salty and funky. Um, but I do think that there's like I don't. That's the thing is like I don't think of dessert either. Like I don't think like like I'm not getting a box of chocolates. I'm not doing any of that for Mother's Day. No, no. I don't think my boys have ever given me a box of chocolates for anything. Isn't that that's. And it's fine. No, I, right. It's not something that I. <laughs> well, this you is would not think, a complaint, right? Actually, I would think that if the if the if the candy companies did it right, they would do the box of chocolates for Mother's Day. That would have been right if they marketed these really beautiful, like you know, big mm-hmm. bonbons, and then it would be like bubbles, bonbons, and goodbye. Like here, have the remote. <laughs> here's your bubbles. Here's your bonbons. We are leaving and giving you everything. You just have your spa day by yourself. That's a good Mother's Day. That is a good Mother's Day. I like that. I know. All right. All right, you guys. There we go. We are going to take a quick break uh, and uh, come back with uh, the rest of the story. This is Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today, you guys. I know it's a it's it's creeping up to be a gorgeous sunny day and it a really good is. weekend. And I'm hoping that you guys are all out. I'm hoping everyone is planting or I don't know. It has been pretty cold. I don't wait on the planting. Are you waiting on the planting? I always wait on the planting. Are you a late planter? I'm a late planter. I know that I'm a a, and I'm a pot planter because we have too many like rabbits and you have a all kinds of your yard is not exactly conducive to farming. No, and we have a huge black walnut that is toxic to a lot of things. So oh, I didn't even think about that. Yep, that's true. We learned that the hard way those early years. Dominant tree in your yard, (laughs) huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm, and I've, and I was watching people talk about, you know, I think all the weather people were like, bring your pots in, you know, because it got cold. Yeah. There was frost. Wasn't yeah. There? I don't know if there, I don't know. Was there maybe there but, was a frost warning? Yeah. I believe. But it was really, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not even ready to get 
to the pots. No. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. My mom actually called me. We went through the new house and she was, you know, walking around. And of course, that's what she and I do is she's like, oh, you could put peonies here. You could do, you know, we go around the yard and we look and we talk because she's got so many great plants and she loves, we love to transplant and yeah. share. Is that like too much though before you've moved in? Like, is it, well, do I, is space? everything too much? The okay, answer is yes. True. I am languishing and yes. everything is too much, yes. just to be clear. And the house is adorable. Yes. Well, you know, thank you. But it's basically like I the looking at the yard and then she called me the other day and she was like, I've just decided that it's too much for you to do plan and think about this right now. She's like, we're going to let the yard go. She's literally my landscaper. So (laughs) she is like my consultant and like, I don't make her do all the work, you know, in her 80 plus years, but she does. She's my full consultant. And she is like, you know, kind of like looking at things. And I, I, I literally, she's like, well, ferns could go here. And I'm like, okay, okay, whatever you just tell me. Yeah. And, but she said, she was like, I think this will be too much during the move and the planting. And by the time you move in, it's going to be the hot season. It's going to be, you know, it's just like too much. And so this year just kind of let it go. Well, and I think, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to mow my lawn, but right. But like, you know, just living in the space and seeing where the sun, you know, hits it at different times and where's the best place to put that. That seems real to me. Yeah. I'd have no idea. I haven't even, yeah. Like I don't know. Wait, wait and see. I'm going to, I'm going to, I am going to still plant my herb pots because I can't live without, you know, a summer of having oregano to pick. Yeah. I'll do herbs and then I don't, I don't start anything from seed. So I'll buy the plants that are already mature and then throw them in. So I'll be on the same timeline as most people. I just don't start them from seed. Like, you know, some of our folks, some of our folks who are ambitious (laughs) farm O'Reilly's out there. Yes. We do have some friends who are, are Kelly. Our, our, oh, you are our Kelly <laughs> is, um, she has, and they have endeavored to take, we might have her on the radio. I think another time to talk about her farming endeavor yeah. because they have For John, done John, he's the crazy things. I'm excited. He's about the mastermind it. behind it. Right. Um, yeah, I just sort of, that's kind of interesting, but I, uh, you know, I, the thing that I can't live without and the thing that I'm very excited for is the difference of this house versus, you know, mm-hmm. the houses is this one I will have. The patio is right outside the kitchen. Whereas right now in my house, I don't have any, like I have to go down stairs to right. get outside you have to traverse because I'm a split level. And so, and so I, I, all my pots of herbs have always been, I have to go down the stairs and out the garage oh, or that will be nice. So it's nice. That. It'll be right outside yeah. the wind, the kitchen. And that's a huge thing for me. Also, my grill will be right outside my kitchen instead of downstairs out oh, back. Yeah. That's really going to change things for you. It's just going to actually cut down on my drinking because maybe <laughs> because what I do right Are you now sure about that, I know is I sit up, I go outside and I know I'm going to be out there. And so I prep to go, right? Because I don't have the kitchen to like pop back into. So I bring all of my wine and my meats and everything else. And I go sit outside while it's grilling. Well, yeah, and now I you're going to have there. easier access to all that stuff. So I don't know. I don't we'll, know. We'll wait and see. Who even knows? I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of the more stuff going on in the town. Um, you know, what's going on? The Butcher and the Boar is, I'm sorry, it isn't actually nope. reopening. Butcher's Tale yes, is reopening. I read, I, your, was, read your article. I thought it was funny that I had all this plant-based talk, and then I put up a post about with a big giant beef rib on it and been like, and also we're going to talk about the meats, you know? Right. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I got to tell you guys, so the butcher's tail is going to open this Wednesday in um, the space that was the butcher and the boar. They it looks the same. I it's mean, like it owned looks, by the Cascade Group now. Yeah, it's going to be owned by Cascade, and they, it's they've lightened it up with silver paint on the walls. They've put some pretty banquettes, really beautiful lighting. You know, a little bit more feminine, if you will. 
Um, Did they get rid of that private room that we liked? So no, much it's, there? Still there. it's still there. New wallpaper on the backside of it, but okay. that charred wood, you yeah. know, is still there. Um, I I think it's good, and I think like the the fact that Peter Botcher is there, and the fact that you know, and he has a respect for the way things were done in the early early days, and mm-hmm. that to me is the most successful part of Butcher and the Bar was the early days with Jack Rebel there. Yeah, and Peter and Jack had worked you know together, and so I think that's a good sign. Um, Chad, who is the GM, is a wonderful human who I've known for a long time, you know, and he was at Manny's for many, many years. He's a hospitality and he knows how to treat people. And I think that they have a chance because they do have many of the staff back. I'm just saying, I know that we have a battle royale with the Butcher and the Boar opening from Cascade and a Butcher and the Boar opening from Jester. And Jester's, you know, making a play later the name, in the year. Butcher's Tale gets the place. Butcher's Tale, yeah, and Butcher's Tale gets the space and they get the first open. So they're first dip. They are anteing up. And so it'll be interesting to see because that is either the gift or the curse of that, right? Right. Either the gift of, like, you're first and so you're going to start and you're going to sort of already kind of reform those pathways for people. But you also then have this, like, if you kind of start to falter and fail, maybe you're not going to, maybe you're doing things wrongly, then people know that they've got a second shot coming. I had a conversation with a friend earlier this week um, before you had previewed it. Yeah. And I was, like, worried. I'm like, you know, are they going to, like, sort of, is it it not going to be the same? Is it going to be a little bit washed out? Right. But with having the the, so many of the same people there, it it gives me hope that it'll have that oomph again. Yeah. And I think I think what they the thing that they kept telling me was that it really is about an evolution. So it's it's like and that was part of the problem with the butcher and board when it closed was that it was. You know, they hadn't really changed the menu. Right. I mean, I hadn't been back. And it's a lot been of years. Yeah. I mean, Hanson and I actually did a brunch thing there. Um, you know, and we did a podcast, I think, there while we had brunch. And it was that was the first time they'd done brunch. And I'd been to like a I'd went to a, a whiskey and meat thing, yeah. tasting thing. But again, it was the same menu as it had been in, the, yeah, you know, that it was just sort of tired. So not enough for people to keep coming back to. Yeah. They're still going to have the beer garden open, though. Correct? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in fact, they're going to open the beer garden this week and they're going to keep it just for cocktails and 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 uh, drinks. Okay. And then they'll put a food menu out there. OK, later. so no food that you can order. Not in out the, on the beer. Garden. Yeah, not yet. At least not this week. I think they're okay. flowing that in. Um, but I did tell them one of the problems for me also was the fact that the prior regime uh booked out that patio and I get it like private parties are important and I know that's a huge piece of business but they booked out that patio so often that every single time I tried to show up just to go get a beer it was closed and I was like if you're only going to have it as a private event space then do that because now I'm done trying you know I'm I was done trying to show up to go sit on your beer garden and I said you have to respect the people and also you there was no notice of like hey the beer garden's closed today you know you just showed up and the sign was up there saying private event so I did not. Lessons like learned, that. hopefully. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm willing to give everybody a shot. Here's the deal. It's yours. And this is what I told them. And I was like, it's kind of yours to either nurture or kill. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's all up to you guys. And they know the pressure and they know the immense uh, love that people had for that space. And they're trying really hard. So. Well, good luck. Good luck to that. All right, gang. We are wrapping it up. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for having me. It was good to see you. Happy Mom's Day. Happy Mom's to my mom, who is spectacular and the best human on the planet, quite honestly. So we love you all. Thanks, everybody. Ciao, ciao.